0: Hello, hello. Okay, this episode is another episode about overthinking. A lot of kids with anxiety tend to overthink. Their brain is just on overload, thinking and thinking and thinking, and not just thinking, but those thoughts are making them feel even worse and have more anxiety. So, number one, we're recognizing that overthinking is not helping your kids. So how can they actually get out of it? How can they stop to overthink? And there's a couple different ways that we're going to talk about today. And the first one that I teach all of my clients and all of my students is this, how to stay in the present moment. So there's a few different ways that you can stay in the present moment um, what I've heard and what I teach, and I love this, I love this idea, is that anxiety is thinking about the future, being in the future, right? Depression is thinking about the past. And so if we want to find happiness, if we want to find something that is not depression and not anxiety, it's by being in the present moment. So can you imagine if your kids, I mean, Adults, we can't even do this, right? It's it's very difficult to do. But if we had the practice from a very young age, um, I coach tweens and teens, right? So if tweens from a very young age were taught how to be present, were taught how to live in the present moment, that doesn't mean we're not preparing and planning for the future. But bringing our emotions, bringing our thoughts back to what we can control in the present moment, can you imagine how that would change their life, how that would change how they feel? So that is the first thing is to bring your help your child come back to the present moment. Um, and that is by choosing to think about what is in this present moment that you have control over, right? So maybe your child is stressed out about a test or overthinking about a test, the end of year, the, the term, right? The end of the entire school year. <laughs> They're stressed out about graduating. They're stressed out about going to middle school. What we're doing is we're like, I always imagine um, a fishing lure, right? We're we're Pulling them back in, back, 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 back into the present moment. What do you have control over right now? Your test is in two weeks from now. Okay, what can you control today in this hour? Because their brain really wants to plan and be prepared. But what it's doing is it's causing overwhelm, which causes distraction, which means they're not going to be able to focus and they're not going to be able to get anything done. So, um... Bring them back to this moment. So what do we have control over? Another really good thing to think about is if they don't wanna, if they can't get to a place where they're like, I have control over this, I have control over that, that's fine too. Let's bring them back to literally the environment that they're in right now. We're gonna bring in all the five senses, right? What what's what are we smelling? Maybe we're smelling dinner. Maybe we're smelling (laughs) today. I walked into my house and it smelled so bad. And I realized that there was a bag of um, broccoli that I had thrown away yesterday and just put in the garbage. I should have put in it, I should have put it in the outside garbage, but I just put it in the kitchen garbage. And I, anyways, so bring them back to the smells that are happening around them, even just recognizing what's in my room, right? What book is that? What colors do I see? This is really good for young kids who are feeling anxious. We're bringing them back to this moment. What sounds do I hear? Um, and being observant around what's happening right now. and That's a good practice for your brain to just reel in our brain back from the future, back from the past. We're reeling it back into the present moment and helping our kids practice being in the present moment. This does not... Mean that we are just trying to be distracted from all of our problems, right? Or run away from things that we know are going to happen, or like a test. This doesn't mean that we just say, "Okay, I only have control over I'm so much. I'm going to go hang out with my friends instead of study." No, that's not what it means. It means what do I have control over right now? I literally only have an hour to spend thinking and and doing things to prepare for my test today because I'm planning to go to bed or because I have something later on this evening. And so what do I want to do with that time? Because what likely happens is they're so overwhelmed that they can't even focus enough to get anything done. Or maybe they're reading and they're studying, but they just can't retain it because they're overthinking. So what do I have control over? That's a big one. Um, and then what are we observing in the room? Those are really good things to stay present and to stop overthinking. Um, all right, here is another one that a lot of teens deal with. We're over, they're overthinking situations with their friends. They're overthinking interactions with people in their life, likely peers, teachers, maybe maybe their parents, maybe their siblings, Um, and a lot of the time their brain is saying, you're the problem. You're the problem. Okay? So your friend stopped talking to you in the hall and ignored you and walked away because you are the problem. And so what happens is when they think they're the problem – because our brains are egomaniacs, right? So they all, we always think it's about us. Our brain's always thinking it's about us. And your kids' brains are very much doing this. What It's about me. So what did I do wrong? I'm the problem here. And when they're thinking I'm the problem here, then what happens? They go out and look for the problem, right? So they're trying to figure out what did I do wrong? Breaking down their actions for the day, thinking about overthinking about what they said to other people, replaying scenarios over and over. I did this so much, you guys. <laughs> and teens are doing this too. Replaying situations over and over again in their heads. I find a lot of girls are doing this. Um about what happened that day to make our friends react the way that they did, right? Or some kids are learning to ask around, right? We're going to talk about it with other people. We're going to go ask our friend, why is she treating me like this? Why is she acting like this? And everybody is just out. We're trying to be detectives, trying to figure out where we're the problem, okay? And what's so interesting about that is imagine if your brain is thinking, all right, Brit, let's go out and find how you're the problem. What is my brain going to find? My brain is going to find a bajillion different ways that I am the problem. And if you're as a parent, you're overthinking these things too, you're going to be looking at your kids, you're going to be seeing their anxiety, you're going to be seeing their struggles and guess what your egomaniac brain is going to be doing? Making you the problem, right? And then when you listen to that and when you believe that, then that's going to make us feel awful and terrible and sad and Frustrated and guilty, and all the things. And then we're going to be laying in our bed at night, going throughout the day, okay, here's where I was the problem. Here's another way I was the problem. This is another thing that I did that was a problem. And then the end result of all of that, you guys, is we just have more and more evidence that we are the problem. We're the problem here. So, what that does is that takes accountability away from our kids, that takes accountability from anybody else out in the world because. We're saying that we're the problem. So how do we work around this, right? One of the things I love to teach kids is to not believe their brain, to prove their brain wrong. Because our brains, we think like anywhere from 20,000 to 70,000 thoughts a day. I don't know the exact number. Everybody says something different. It doesn't matter. Lots and lots of thoughts every single day are all of those thoughts true? No, right? Our brain has a job of keeping us alive. It it only cares about certain things, right? It only cares about seeking pleasure, avoiding pain, conserving energy. It only cares about certain things. And so in the pursuit of seeking pleasure, avoiding pain, conserving energy to keep us alive, it's going to tell us things that are not true. It's going to tell us things. My one analogy, I, I know I've said this before on the podcast, is when we're walking up to a cliff. Brain's going to be like, don't keep going there. You're going to fall off. You're going to die. Get away from the cliff. But then imagine that we're like a cl- cliff jumper. We literally went up there to jump off the cliff. So what we have to do is we have to override that part of the brain that says, you're going to die. Get away from the cliff. We have to be like, no, brain, we're up here for, we're jumping off this cliff, man. (laughs) We're doing this and we're not gonna die. We've done it hundreds of times before. We have to prove our brain wrong. And so that's what we have to do in these situations. When your child's brain is thinking, I am the problem here, then they have to try to prove it wrong. Okay, so actually, how am I not the problem here? And I just did this exercise with a client and it was really difficult. She was like, this is hard. I can't think of how I'm not the problem. And I was like, yeah, because you've been thinking you're the problem this whole time. So if I were to have asked her, how are you the problem? She probably could have given me a hundred different reasons why she thinks she's the problem because she's been believing it. And so she has so much evidence as to why she is the problem, right? When her friend doesn't talk to her, when somebody ignores her, when um, somebody's snappy with her, right? Her brain's like, yep, yeah, you're the problem. And we have 500 reasons why. <laughs> so we're going back to, uh, ah. the only problem here is that we're believing our brain. The only problem here is what our brain is trying to tell us. So we're going to fix that problem, the one that we have control over and decide where am I actually not the problem? How am I not the problem? This is not placing blame on somebody else and being like, oh, I'm not the problem because they're the ones who did that. No, what we're saying is how are you not the problem? So here's kind of a list of the things that we came up with um, today with my client. She's like, I'm not the problem because I've tried talking to her. Like, I'm super intentional about initiating conversation. I'm super intentional about not ignoring her. Like, I've tried to come up with a million different ways to solve for this problem and these are the things I've tried. I'm trying not to be rude. I'm trying to be happy and bubbly all the time. Um, some other things we came up with was I'm not the problem because I don't know what's going on in her brain. I don't know the chemical imbalances. I don't know if she's on her period. I don't know the hormone imbalances. I don't know um, what's happening in her life. I don't know what's happening in her home. I don't know what she's thinking about. So that's part of me not being the problem, okay? I'm not the problem here. Um, so that's a very good question for if, for you as a parent if you're using this for yourself because you're judging yourself and thinking that you're the problem that your kids fight with each other. You're the problem that nobody's going to school. You're the problem that your child suffers from anxiety. You're the problem that you're not connected with your kids, Okay. We're not trying to take away all accountability, but what we are trying to do is stay out of this loop of I'm the problem, feeling terrible, trying to figure out like by replaying my whole entire day how I'm the problem, and then just gathering more and more evidence how I'm just the problem, okay? We're trying to stay out of that loop, and we're trying to transfer over into a different loop of how am I not the problem here? And then what do I want to learn from the situation? What do I want to do with the information in front of me? How do I want to be better with this? Instead of, do you guys see this? Instead of beating ourselves into the ground telling us we're bad, right? Or that we're not good enough. Okay, my kids are fighting with each other. What can I learn from this? How can I help? I I'm watching no I, I'm not watching it anymore but I used to watch oh what's it called New Amsterdam I think it was um like a hospital show kind of like Grey's Anatomy but it's so so good um so it's on Netflix and one of the questions cuz he's the the main character is over the whole entire hospital and he's such a good guy and he's always like how can I help how can I help how can I help and I love that phrase I've been using it a lot with my kids how Can I help in this situation instead of how am I the problem, right? It's such a different – it feels so differently just even asking yourself that question. And it's just – it produces such different results because then one produces problem energy. The other one produces solution energy. And that's what we want is solution energy. And what our brain is really tricky about, you guys, is – is thinking that we can't have a solution until we know what the problem is. And I want to say BS to that, okay? We don't have to know what the problem is. We can still come up with solutions. Because when you're going to get stuck with your kids, this is kind of just a side note, you're going to get stuck with your kids um, in being able to help them because they're not going to tell you everything that's the matter, right? They're not going to tell you all of their problems. They're they're just not going to divulge all of that information. And so – then, if you believe that you have to know what the problem is to be able to have a solution, then you're just going to be stuck, and you're going to be like, oh, "I don't know how to help." Right? Okay, we're gonna we're gonna let that go. We don't actually need to know what the problem is to be able to help. We can come up with solutions in ways that we want to help, in ways that we can help, um, in ways that we can learn and be better. Um without having to know what the problem is, okay? We can still solve for that. So, this is still about overthinking. I just wanted to say that side note. When your kids are overthinking, it's because I want you to imagine their brain is like, have you ever seen we're we're doing shows today? Have you ever seen The Great Mouse Detective? I used to watch that when I was little. So, he's got like the magnifying glass, right? When we're overthinking, we're Out there with the magnifying glass on everything, overthinking, 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 looking at everything, right? Like if you imagine a detective, their brain's probably going like a million miles an hour. So that's what's happening when we're overthinking and we're looking for the wrong thing. We're looking for something that we think is going to make us feel better, and we're actually looking for something that is going to make us feel worse. And what's happening is we're going to find it. Every time our brain focuses on something and is looking for something, it's going to solve for that, right? Imagine you're in um one of those, what are they called? I haven't done them. I really want to do one. Um, oh, like you take all of your friends and you go, all oh, right. I just need to stop talking, but um dang it. How I I know some of you are thinking about it. It's like where you have this big mystery and you all solve it together and it's like an activity for your friends to do together. All right. Anyways. Imagine that that's what's happening. And what we're doing is we're looking for a solution instead of looking for the problem here, okay? And labeling ourselves as the problem. Our brain is really, really good at proving itself right. So if we are saying we're the problem, ding, our brain's gonna go out and find a million different reasons why we are the problem. So what we want to do instead is figure out how are we not the problem? how how can we how do we want to show up in our lives, right? Um that is a really good strategy to help your kids stop overthinking. All right? Um whatever they're thinking about, whatever they're believing about themselves, we're going to prove that wrong. We're going to ask how is the opposite true actually? And we're going to shift the focus um to thinking about to over instead of overthinking about the wrong thing, we're going to be overthinking about something that's better for us and when we do that you guys oh this is the best part when we do that because you might be thinking well it's still overthinking because we're overthinking about something that the we're overthinking about the problem something that's going wrong and we're just gonna shift it to overthinking about good things that's still overthinking and here's what I want to say with that when you're overthinking about a problem, We've already decided, right, that it just makes you feel worse. So then what's your brain going to want to do? Continue to overthink because your brain, you just want to feel better. And your brain's tricky. It wants, it thinks by overthinking about the problem that it's going to make you feel better. So you're just kind of stuck over here feeling bad. When you're thinking or overthinking, we could say, about solutions or how you're not the problem or how the opposite is true, how we're trying to prove your brain wrong, then We get to come up with all these things. Like I have tried talking to her. I am trying not to ignore her. I'm being very intentional about taking the initial step in this relationship. I am doing my best to try to not be rude. I don't know what's happening in her life, right? I don't know what's going on in her brain. I don't know the chemistry there. I don't know if she's on her period. And what that does, can you see when I'm even just saying that? It makes you feel better. And when you feel better, your brain's getting what it's looking for. So it's not going to continue to overthink. So this is how you can get out of overwhelm for yourself as an adult, or if you're a teen, or you can go and teach this to your teen. Or another thing you can do is come and work with me. So if you're interested in that, I will put that in the show notes and the ways that you can work with me right now. Um, that is something that I work with my With my students on, with my clients on, I'm taking kids from ages 10 to 18. I also work with parents who are looking to get out of this, looking to help their kids feel better, looking to feel better as a parent, feeling more confident that you can actually help your child learn emotional management, help your child with their anxiety, and also you guys help everybody else in the home who is being affected by what's happening with your teen. That is available to you. You can feel free to reach out. You can find me on um, Facebook. I'm just Britt Bischoff on Facebook, on Instagram, at Britt Bischoff Coaching, B-R-I-T-T. Or you can look at the show notes and find me that way. All right, you guys, so good. So many good tools to overcome overwhelm. Thanks for showing up. We'll see you on the next episode.